coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Hey, boss babes. Welcome to episode 11 of Business Therapy, when and how to let it go so you can grow with Tell the Birds. My name is Julie, and I'm the producer of this podcast, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. This episode is good. Before we jump in, I want to remind you guys about the IG for You live event coming up so soon. Ticket sales are closing soon, so now is the time. Stop hesitating. If you're on the fence, jump off of it. You don't want to miss this. On top of all of the strategy and all of the things and all of the personalized help you're going to get, we've also put together an incredible panel for you guys with Lex from Dressed in Lala, Katie from the Beauty Bureau, Tara from Rad and Happy, Ellen from Headley and Bennett, and Kate from Light with Kate. They're all going to be there taking questions from you guys. We've got takeaways. We've got actionable tools. We've got proven strategy, all tailor-made to fit you and your needs. It is going to be so good. And on top of all of that, you're going to get the value that comes from showing up to an in-person event. There is nothing that beats when you invest in yourself and you show up for yourself and you put yourself out there for these in-person events. Connections are made. And I think you really do get more from having more skin in the game for showing up. It's going to be so great. You don't want miss it. Go grab your spot now at Allison's Brand School slash IG for you. And as always, I will link that in the show notes. Today, we are talking to Bria and Cody from Tell the Birds. They have a photography and videography business and they are crushing it. They are the perfect example of how we look to someone at a certain point and with a certain amount of success and we think, oh, they have it all figured out. They don't have any pain points. Everything must be easy for them now, right? But guess what? They still have pain points. They still have things they're working on just like all of us. Allison and Bria are kindred spirits and it's really fun to hear them talk and hear their creative minds work together and work through things. And I know that you're gonna get good stuff from this. So I'll see you on the other side with your business therapy questions. excited because I have Bria with me and she's so beautiful and we don't know each other super well. No. Just the one time I said, do you want to be on business therapy? Basically. <laughs> yeah. We've met, we've met a couple times at yeah. different things, but yeah. we already know we love each other. Yeah. We're like, best so friends. Really good. And being a fly on the wall in the background is Cody. Yeah. Hey Cody. Yeah. But I'm glad you're here, Cody, because you two do videography together. Right. But Bria, you also act, I would say also kind of traditionally as an influencer. Yes, so in a way. In a way, yeah. which is interesting for photographers. Do you say you're a photographer and videographer or just mostly you're both, right? We say both. Okay. I mean, right now we're focusing more on videography. I started out in photography, so we're both. Because I had a photographer literally just yesterday in here. And isn't this concept of being an influencer interesting? Yeah, and that's why I don't really like to say it. And I'm like, I'm kind of an influencer, but I don't know if I want to be. And depending on your age, depending on your friend group, depending on 
who you talk to, the word influencer is a stupid, lame right. word. Or it's like just a normal word, which for me, I feel like the equivalent was blogger. Yes. Oh, don't oh, don't call me a blogger. I mean, the <laughs> ultimate offense would be calling me a mommy blogger. Yeah. Right? Where now people are that way about, I'm not an influencer. And I'm like, listen, language is slippery. Well, yeah, and it can mean so many different things. And what does it even mean? So you guys are doing an incredible job. Thank You're you. very successful. Everyone loves you. You just got back from Africa? Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> Same thing. Whatever. I mean, it's a country far away. You just got back from Vietnam. Yes. And I mean, you guys are doing awesome stuff. So everything in your whole world is perfect and there's no confusion, right? Yeah, that's what everyone thinks. Your whole business. I mean, you've made it. Like now all no. you have to do is just wake up every day, right? Absolutely like not. Okay. So tell me where a pain point is for you right now. What were you kind of hoping to talk about? I mean, there's a few things, but I think the, what it all boils down to the biggest thing for us that we're struggling with is prioritizing our big things and our little things, the things that we have to get done right now this week and our faraway goals that we need to get done. But because of these small goals or not small goals, but our day-to-day priorities, we can't achieve these workshops and courses and things that we want to be doing that we know could really help our business. But because we have these things every day, we can't get to them. So what do you want? I know that's such a big question. <laughs> I want right? so many things else. <laughs> right? What do you, yeah, I, so do I. And then I also at the same time just want to be like, alone, right. you know? And so my question would be for as far as you know, right now in your life, yeah. what do you want? I want, I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself and not for my partner. I really want to help people. That is like the biggest thing. And that's kind of what the influencer part of our company is, is helping photographers become better photographers, videographers, or to grow their business. And that's kind of what we want to be as influencers or as our company is just help. Yeah. And so whether that be through courses, workshops, we do mentoring, we have presets, we do all the things, but I just want to scale it make it bigger and be able to reach more people. And what do you like doing the most? As far as like what type anything, of Just anything. Do you like work? You like working? <laughs> yes. Because you love the work you're doing. Yeah. I mean, we people ask us, what do you do besides work? And that's just it. Like we just love work so much. Yeah. And so what parts of it do you love the most? I mean, I love teaching, um, but I just, we love, I mean, so we were just in Vietnam and we love doing the travel, but that's a part of like teaching and helping too, is we love capturing people moments that when they want to be more present. And so like at births, I love doing births. I love doing travel. I love weddings that we don't want to do a ton of them, you know, all those things. And then just like the mentoring part of it as well. So you like teaching other people. You like doing the actual videography. Do you like doing the editing? Sometimes it depends. Who does does passion project editing? We both do pretty much equally, I think. He does a lot of the color correcting and the technical stuff, and I do a lot of the creative. So what can often be hard is there's things in our business we love to do, and so we want to do all of them, and we don't want to give them up in order to grow. And so this was really hard for me when I was scaling events and scaling my business now, actually. I like gluing gems on things. <laughs> I like I like building backdrops. Yeah. I like arts and crafts. I like checking people in at registration, yeah. right? Like I 
can graphic design. I don't want to do it necessarily, but I can. Yeah. I can sit down and I like looking for inspiration, for colors. Yeah. I like doing all of those things. I don't do any of those things anymore because I like doing other things more. And in order to grow my business and take it to the next level, I've had to really zero in on. And these are such good questions to ask yourself. What is something that you do that is almost effortless for you, but kind of taxing for other people? Okay. And then what is is something that you just love doing. And yeah. then thinking in the marketplace of where you are and videographers and videography education and photography education, what is maybe like a unique value proposition that you have? So a unique value proposition, for example, for me is that I am absolutely fine telling you how I stumble, how I fail, that I'm crying under my desk and also saying I can help you with your business, which in the world of helping people with their business, there's not a lot of people who will do that. They just are going to tell you all of the successes and be kind of open. And I'm over here like everyone is lying. They're not lying intentionally, but they're telling you like, all you have to do is these steps and it's going to work. And I'm like, no, you actually are still going to have to figure stuff out. It doesn't sell products as effectively, but that's like one of my unique value propositions, right? So like identifying those things. So you're going to have to let go of things that you like doing in order to grow. If it's really that important for you to grow, because what scale are you happy with? So we've thought a lot about scale, especially recently. So we've been married just about a year and a half. Oh, you're new. You're yep. cute. And We're how new. old are you guys? I am 29. Okay. I'm 25. 25, 29. Okay. Yep. And like two weeks before we got married is when I started working full time with her. I quit my job right before the wedding. Her parents were thrilled. I love it. I love it. You guys, <laughs> Not thrilled. You, you know, this is my life. Like right. my husband and I, this is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we felt like we could do it and the yeah. numbers were there. We were making enough to, it was a little bit of a gamble, but we wanted to do it. And it's been great. But as far as scaling, I think that is one of our main concerns is, okay, it would be great to have someone to answer the emails and yeah. to set up the the shoots and to do this and that and you know, help with the editing. But it's that fear of giving over control and things not going the way that yeah. you expect them to. So, well, And I just feel like it will take more time to train someone to do these things that I've been doing for so long. Like I have it down and I know how to do it quickly. Yeah. And so the thought of like having to train someone and they're not yeah. going to do it as fast terrifies me. Okay. I have some good and bad news. Let's go with the bad news the, first. The <laughs> bad news is you are absolutely correct. It will slow you down. It will slow you down. It will cost you more money. It will be inefficient and they will not do it the way you do it. That's great. <laughs> and I've got more bad news. You will, like me, most likely because you're a creative, be furious about it. And it will feel like a personal offense. How dare they not do it exactly the way I do it? That is all completely true. The good news is your goal might matter more than that. That's the good news. Yeah. The good news is this is even a possibility for you. The good news is, is that you have the amount of success that this is even a discussion on the table. That's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. I want you to know, I talk to so many people. So many people come through my workshops. So many people on Instagram. I go and I, I speak at conferences with like a thousand people. I talk to so many people and this level of success that seems like this baby stepping stone on the path to what 
you really want is still a beautiful, amazing, incredible amount of success. And I just say that because I never appreciate it. It's so hard to appreciate it when you're in it. And now you get to decide if the goal of scaling and the goal of building something bigger than yourself is more important to you than having control of everything. I had a ceramics potter in here the other day and she does not want to do that. She knows she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want people mass producing her work. She wants to make her work. So everybody's going to answer that question differently. Now, what is your favorite compliment? Um, I love when people cry. Me too. (laughs) Me too. And why do you think it is that you love when people cry? I just, well, that's just my whole goal with everything is to bring emotion out. I just want to make people cry. No, it's the the impact. You crave the impact. Whether it is sad or happy, I do. That is the whole point of my videos is to create emotion. That emotion. I love that. When do you feel drained? When people don't like my work. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. just like when I have to redo something or I've worked so hard on something and then I have to go back and reshoot it or re-edit it. And that happens a lot and I have to learn how to take criticism, but it's just really hard for me. So going to Vietnam and you were with um, Haley yes. and the Somewhere Divine like expedition. So yeah. how many people were there? There was 50. So there's 50 people and you're in a scenario where some of those 50 people are viewing you in a little bit of a celebrity status right? Where they're like, we look up to you, we follow you. Is that taxing at all? Where you're like, I feel like I got to go out there and I got to be nice to people. And I just actually would prefer to be watching Netflix alone in my bed. Or you're like, no, I actually love being where the people are. It is taxing for me when I feel like I'm in a situation. I told Haley, your expeditions are my idea of hell. (laughs) Because I would feel like I could never give all of those 50 people as much attention as they want. I would feel like no matter how much I talk to them. I'm not giving enough or doing enough. See, I think I love it. I think Cody's more like you. Yeah. And that's Cody and I, we're not terrible people, Cody. I genuinely love people like in this one-on-one scenario, I feel phenomenal. I'm excited. But when I feel like there's a large group of people and I can't manage expectations, that's a personal problem. That's nobody's problem. But also it just speaks to your energy and how you like to use your energy. So do you like being around other people all the time? Yeah. And that doesn't drain you. No. Cody, you get a little more drained. Yeah, I'm the uh, introverted extrovert. Me too. Or flip that. Yeah. Extroverted introvert. Exactly. Where I gain more energy from being on my own and just putting my head down and working on something. But I do enjoy being around other people. And yeah, like I, I love I love people, right? <laughs> but I need a lot of alone time to recharge. The reason I bring this up is building a team is like an introvert's nightmare. It is emotionally, I had no idea that hiring a full-time employee was going to be like getting married. (laughs) Again. It really, it really is. And I'm not saying like it has to be, but Bria, you seem similar to me in that there's going to be a big learning curve of letting go. There's going to be a big learning curve for you, especially like you are exactly where I was. You're taking everything personally. If a video you put up does well, how do you feel personally? I love it. I feel great. And if you put up a video and it does not feel well, Cody, what does she do? She she gets a little uh, you know, a little sad about it. No, I just and- freak out. I try and figure out what I did. I try and fix it. I try and do whatever I can to make it better. Or and- get mad at the client. Yeah, or I just get mad at everybody and think everyone's stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what we're doing is we're letting your work, you are like your work is you. You cannot scale this if your work is you. You don't get to. You just don't get to. If you want to be an artist and you want to make your own pottery and that's what you want to do, I want to help you do that. 
Cody wants to help you do that. Cody's down to clown. Cody, <laughs> Cody is a smart man. Cody's like, let's make money pay bills. And like, he's going to take care of himself. Yeah. True or false? It's true. We take take care of the family. Yeah. Make sure things are going good. <laughs> but if Cody needs like a certain thing, he's probably going to give it to himself. Yeah. Which is what my husband does. Whereas like, you're just going to keep giving to everyone else until they bleed you dry, until you feel like crap, until you burn out, and then you won't be able to do anything. So the first thing, like the first action item is I would work on specifically, and Cody, this will be helpful for you too, but Bria, specifically for you is detaching your value from how any of your work is performing. Okay. This is something I've been working on for a decade and I'm so much better at it. Guess what? I put up an Instagram video yesterday that got a third of the views most of my videos get. I went to bed at night just fine. I woke up in a good mood. That's like, could it's you like do impossible that? for me now. That's, that, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. And that used to be impossible for me too. So use me as a beacon of hope. <laughs> it's possible, people. It's, it's possible. And it's not because you're wrong or bad or you're a desperate girl in high school who wants everyone to like you. It's because you care so much about what you're putting out there. It means so much to you personally that right now it's almost impossible for you to see how it's not personal. Well, and it's like these things I feel like if I'm not getting it right right now, it's going to affect everything in the future. And so that's what it's more of like, okay, if this video sucks right now, I'm not going to make enough money to buy our new house or like things like that. Like our ultimate goal is to get a house. And so all these priorities that are happening right now, I need to get them done. And so these workshops, these courses are getting pushed off because we need to make money right now, you know? Yeah. But I know that these other things would be very beneficial and that they would make us money, but it would take longer. Yeah. So it's just like this like mess. This is perfect. I love this. You're doing such a good job. So it's the short term money problems. Yeah. And I call it fires. It's the fires of your business. It's right now that might be a short term money problem or a short term money solution. Right. However, you're thinking of it. So this is why this is the most important question. What is your absolute dream business. What does that look like? Now, again, you know, it's only, so much. You only know it's so much. Okay. Tell me about it. Okay. Let's paint, like paint the picture. Do you have an office place or do you work yeah. in the home? I want a full studio. Okay, I want, want like a full studio. I want like a church size studio that has okay. rooms and like a giant hall for wedding venues. I want a full studio that I can rent out to photographers and videographers, do my courses. And okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you, know I, do you know I interrupt? No, I'm writing it down for you. Okay. You want a studio. Yeah. Okay. You want to rent it out. Yeah. Okay. I want... And what else do you want in that studio? Um, Because having a studio, having a studio and renting out a studio are two different businesses. Do you realize that? Yeah. Okay. I had a venue called Club Allison and I rented it out and I hated it. I hated (laughs) it. Don't do it. (laughs) And let me tell you why I hated it because people would use it and then they would put the tables back, not where I wanted them. Now that sounds like something Bria would get mad about. So I want you to think about that. And I want you to at all times ask yourself. Now, I did not know that until I did it. I want you at all times to ask yourself, is there a minimum viable product that I can do of a studio? Right. Well, and that would be like the biggest part of the dream. I want to start it out as a studio for us where yes. we can do all of our things. Mm-hmm. We can have our office. We can have, we can record our... But why is renting it out? I'm just going to get really nitpicky here. Yeah. Why is renting it out a part of the dream? I just want to be able to have a space for photographers and videographers that I wish I had. You want to provide that for people? Yes. Because I wish I had right now, I wish I had a studio that I could go to that had five different looks in it, different 
wall colors, different vibes. And there's nothing like that around here. There's only white studios. And so I just want to be able to give that to people because that's what I want. I just wish that I was just able to be like, yeah, that's what you want. So go and create it. I don't think you actually want that. And I want you to prove me wrong. I absolutely do. I just feel like we're too similar. So I'm having a hard time not projecting (laughs) on you where I'm like... That's exactly what I said with Club Allison. There just needs to be a venue and people can use it. Let's go back to what you love. You love teaching. You love making an impact. You love making like connection and emotion. Mm -hmm. You love being around people. Renting to people is an emotionless, impactless transaction. Mm -hmm. Just something to think about. But I still like this dream. I still like this dream. Okay, so we have this studio. Maybe we rent it to other people. Maybe we don't rent it to other people. What other parts of the business are there? Do you have some? Um, travel. Yeah. You want to be able to travel? Yeah. So we want okay. to work with companies like Somewhere Divine all the time, every year, okay. over and over and over, because we love it so much. And that's our biggest thing that we love doing. So you want reoccurring clients? Yes. I love that. That's so good and so specific. You want reoccurring corporate clients, probably. Yeah. And we have a couple right now, but we want that to be our base. And we want to just do the other things that we love doing for fun okay, and not have to like do these weddings and stuff because we need money. So what do you feel like are the things that you are doing that are the short-term money solutions? The things like you said in the beginning, the pain point is these things are taking up our time. What are those things? We love our corporate jobs. We have a couple corporate jobs that we work for every week where we have to shoot once a week for each of them. And those just take up a lot of time because we have to shoot every week. So those, and then I fill in the extra time, which I should fill in with the other things that I'm saying it out loud. Um, no, there's no should. There's no should. There's only what's good for right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so then I get our extra money through, I do like birth videos and okay. I do engagement photos and all these other shoots. And I just do those every day of the week. And you've talked about education and resources. Is this something that you just love? You just love the idea of creating a course? Or is it something that you're like, that's a smart business decision? More smart, I think. We do mentoring and we do Skype calls and all this stuff. And those are really fun. We get to know people and we really feel like we help people through that. So I do get a lot of joy after I do those, but they are like tedious and they're time consuming. And so the mentorships. Yeah. So the mentorships are actually the only thing that you've said that sound kind of draining for you. What about them? And again, you're like, I don't want to say that. I don't want anyone to feel bad. I love you guys. No, (laughs) I can say that things are draining and it does not mean that I did not enjoy doing them or I wasn't having fun in the moment. Do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you don't love the person. It just is right now. Your energy is a resource because you're the creative talent that we need to protect and we need to maximize. So anything that is depleting the resource needs to be examined because you want to grow and you want to scale. So we have to maximize your resources. So that's why we're examining it from this way. So the mentorship is kind of draining. We don't do a ton of them, but when they do, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have done like two shoots in that amount of time or whatever. So do you want to sell online courses because you think it's going to make you passive income? Or do you want to sell online courses because the idea of creating an online course is exciting. I feel like both. I mean, I I like the idea that like we do presets and I love that I can create this thing for people and they can just buy it whenever. And like, we'll be at dinner. I'm like, oh yes, we just made a hundred bucks. You know, I love that idea. But I also love that people, like I get their before and afters from our presets and they're like, this really helped me so much. It's helped me find my style, whatever. So I do love that what we are giving them is very valuable. 
but it is really nice that we get paid after we did all this hard work. I know that it's hard yeah. at the beginning, but I love that we can get paid throughout the year without having to do it again. Have you done any online courses? We have it filmed and we have it ready to go. We haven't, we haven't launched it. Why? <laughs> That's kind of what we want to talk about. What's mind blowing to me is we've been talking for 20 minutes and it never got brought up. I said, what's a pain point? And that specifically didn't get even, you you hit it. You're, why are you hiding? No, go ahead, Cody. <laughs> why are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, why are you hiding, Bria? <laughs> we, had, we had talked about this beforehand. I think a, a big aspect is that we had this trip. We filmed it before we went out of town yeah. and it's a little tough to get back into it. But in reality, we've, we've been talking about doing a course for probably- like two years. Yeah, quite a while. And I think there are two aspects. One is it keeps getting pushed back, yeah. but then also- it's it's hard work and it might not be as much of a priority as some of these other things or or we might not be getting as much joy out of it or kind of fulfillment yeah. as, as doing what's, these shoots. What's fulfilling for you, Cody? What is really fulfilling for you? I love business and just making things better, systems, processes. Yeah. Like You're lucky. You're lucky. You got a good one. Yeah, because I hate doing that. Yeah. That's perfect. Answering emails, like having the perfect email system to where I can answer and everything's oh done. Gosh. Zero inbox. I love you so yeah, That's me. It's like my, it's, it's my nightmare. Oh, I, she knows who she's talking to. I was going to say it, but she doesn't. Um, those are like my nightmares. So that's really, 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 really good. Um, and do you feel like you have those systems in place pretty well for? For the most part. Yeah. And I think, I think that might be some of the tension with the courses is that yeah. I, I've wanted to do them even before I met Bria. I just yeah. didn't have anything to teach about as yeah. much. And, and I like the, the thought of like, all right, we make these courses, we, we, uh, we divide them into sections, we sell it out. We have the whole funnel set up. Yeah. You're um, excited about the funnel. Which Bria... <laughs> Bria enjoys helping the people, yeah. but not everything that goes into that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Okay, because courses and online things like that are essentially just systems. I mean, that's really what it is. It's a sales system. It's a marketing system. And so I think who has ownership over the course? Do you guys in your business have things? Cody's in charge of this and Bria's in charge of this. Like in the course, I feel like it's very equal, don't you think? No, no, no. But I mean in your business. Oh, and the, yes, for sure. hundred percent. So like Cody is in charge of everything. <laughs> um, everything. No, he's in charge of scheduling emails, all the technical stuff. Um, website. Website. Putting the presets on the website, the sales, yeah. running all the customer care, all that stuff. Taxes, and then I accounting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the hard stuff that I hate. And then I do all the creative. So I just, I edit, I film, I contact influencers. I do all that. Yeah. Instagram. I do all, all your social stuff. media, social media. And where is most of your business coming from? Where are you making most of your money? <laughs> I can answer that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cody <laughs> takes the microphone. Bria doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most of our money right now is coming from those main clients that we work with Corporate each clients. month. Correct. Okay. And then we, as Bria said, we fill in shoots as we go, kind of more of those passion projects and things that we can fill in. Okay. So here's the issue, Cody. And we're going to talk about Bria like she's not in the room. She is never going to be excited about something that she doesn't see immediate results from. She's never going to be excited about the courses because you don't see immediate results from courses. You film them and they go in a box. You write them and they go in a box. And it's not going to be exciting to you until people have 
selling the courses is not going to be exciting to you. It's going to be exciting to you once they have taken the course and they come back to you and they say, this helped me. That is the only part that's going to be exciting. Every other part of it, she's going to drag her feet on. She's not going to prioritize it. Yes? Yes. Am I making things up? I loved putting it together to film yeah, it. Yeah, because it was a big, fun, creative <laughs> yeah. project. And so now I think just Bria exit stage left and Cody, it's completely and totally yours. Yes. What do you need? What do you need her for? Um, I need her to finish editing the videos. Okay. Have someone else edit them. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. They're, they're pretty straightforward. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to make a list and you're not even taking notes. I'm super offended, but it's fine. You'll listen to it after you need to make a list of what can only I do? What do I want to do? What could someone else do? And actually what can only I do? So this only I can edit the videos. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. But can only Bria edit the videos? No, someone else can edit the videos. And so basically what we try to do in my business is I am always a bottleneck. Bria is always going to be a bottleneck. And you want her to continue to be this beautiful. And she's really lucky that she has you and your partnership works really well this way because you can just do this from the get-go. I had to bring people in and train people up myself in order to do this. And what you're going to do is Bria gets to be this mythical unicorn who runs through the forest and is creative and attracts new clients and new business by doing the social media, by doing the marketing, by putting all of that out there. You're going to detach yourself and your value from that though. Yes. <laughs> by realizing this is a business and you are a three-dimensional person. I always say your brand is a personification of your business. You are not your brand. Your brand is authentic and attracting people because there are real parts of you in it, but it is not you. You are so much more than what you put on Instagram. You're Cody's beautiful wife. You're a beautiful daughter. You're a beautiful friend. You're a human. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's so yeah. like people are like the Allison show is Allison. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, I'm a human being. It can't possibly be that because also at the end of the day, everyone is bringing their perception of what they want and need from your business and your brand to you. And they're just going to take what they need and they're going to see what they want to see. So your job is to keep showing up authentically and sharing parts of yourself. You should definitely, whenever I have an expert, I don't know, come to my workshop because we work on clearly defining the brand, clearly defining it so that is the business and not you, but pieces of it come from you. But that's something you can do on your own where it's like, Bria is passionate about helping people feel connection and emotion. Okay, so tell the birds is passionate about that. When tell the birds doesn't do it, Bria is not a failure. It just means you pivot what you post next time. Yeah. That's it. Because you, what's going to happen is right now things are going well and you've got good traction and you've got good growth. So you feel okay. But you're not going to always keep growing at this pace because that is not how life works. And you're going to grow in other areas of life. You're going to get pregnant maybe. Well, that's why I feel... Well, yeah. I feel like we've actually... We're at like a standstill yeah. with our growth. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, hey, what do I need to do? And you're what like, am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. You're not doing something wrong. This is how business works. Yeah. And I have to wake up every freaking day and look in the mirror and say that to myself. You as a human are not doing anything wrong. This is how life works. Like this idea that like success, you continuously have increased profits, increased social media growth, increased team volume, increased emails, increased clients 
it's not true. It's not how any successful business operates. Amazon, Apple, they have years where they dip down. They have whole decades where they dip down. Your social media will have maybe a year where you don't grow at all, but your backends for your systems and your processes and your email lists are going to grow. And that is going to be absolute hell for you. Just like it's been absolute hell for me. And the reason why it's hell for us is because we're tying our value and our worth and that we are doing a good job with people telling us we're doing a good job by watching our stuff, liking on it, commenting us, and literally saying, you're doing a good job. (laughs) We're not taking into account like Instagram has new users every day. People's attention is being divided. Generally, people are feeling overwhelmed by Instagram. The ways that you're getting clients now will not be the ways you get clients two years from now. And so I think, you know, I want like real actionable takeaways. I want you to feel better and clearer, but I think some actionable takeaways would be to sit down and pay attention to where Bria is the bottleneck. Does that feel helpful? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's not something that uh, yeah you think about often, but yeah, yeah where, where is Bria the bottleneck? Where am I the bottleneck? Yes. Where is Cody the bottleneck? And Bria, where is Cody the bottleneck? I don't even know. What's a bottleneck? Oh yeah. Okay. That's great. That's great. Where, yeah. Where is something getting stopped? What is keeping it from seeing the light of day? And Eric, my husband is almost never the bottleneck. That's what I feel about Cody. I feel like he just gets everything right. Because he's not making it personal. It's okay. That's that's, (laughs) You married someone. You were attracted to someone. Like, it's a beautiful partnership. All you should say is like, damn it, I'm a genius for marrying who I married. (laughs) I married so, right? Like, I married so well. Like, he is such a good example. Eric is such a good example of this to me. Cody is going to be such a good example. Eric gets up and does a show. And there's 15 people who show up. And I am like, how is you? <laughs> Bria and I both had an emotional reaction to that. And Cody's like, you just get up and you do the show. I seriously, yeah, I seriously like my throat hurt. Yeah. Like, got sick because for a second. You just, you just felt like you're not crying. It's not working. If you, you just felt, you felt a personal attack and yeah. failure on, I must have done something wrong, but only 15 people are here. Yeah. And Eric is just like, cool, there's 15 people here. I'm doing my job. We just make it really personal. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to pay attention to where Bria is the bottleneck and you're going to ask, how can we unplug the bottle? And the solution is never that you change other than the only thing you have to work on personally is attaching your value to your work. You don't need to work on not being the bottleneck. That's stupid. You're so good at so many things. Why would we focus on what you, because you have, again, your energy bank is a finite bank. It's a finite resource. So my goal for you is to put all of your energy into things that maximize your profit, maximize your happiness, maximize your potential. And to spend any of that precious energy money on trying to fix something about yourself is just a stupid waste of time. And I've wasted too much time doing that. I got to get good at being inconsistent and doing systems. I just got to hire other people to help me be good at it. So I just need to find people to fill in the spots that I am not good at. And the great thing is, is you have Cody who's basically already doing a big portion of it. And so you, scale is important to you. You do want to grow. I can tell that's important to you. You're not going to be happy just staying right here where you are. So you need to then accept, I would rather grow than have it done exactly my way. And that is just your mantra. And you say it every day. And then this has been very helpful for me. There's my way, there's wrong. And then there's like a million other ways. And so when Nichelle does something, I have to say, is it wrong? Or is it one of the million other ways? Because 
right now for us, what wrong is, is not our way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which for sure. is very, very limiting. Yeah. And then identify where you just put your foot down. I let go. I'm not going to control how every email is answered. I'm not going to control how every customer service thing is answered. I'm not going to control how every customer service email follow-up that somebody reads is well, written. I feel like I've already done that by yeah. letting Cody we'll just do anything. So, so then what you <laughs> do is, right, is you say, I was capable of it there. I am capable of it here. You use it as like, an example for you. And I do think the most important thing you guys can do, because you're still relatively new to this. You've been doing this business for a couple of years. Eight, but yeah. Eight, <laughs> eight years. You've been doing your I've business. I've been doing it for eight years. Cody's okay. been doing it for three, two. And what has your eight-year business looked like? A really slow growth. Great. I love. Thank you so much for saying that. Because I'm like, you've been doing it a couple of years. Like, I've been doing it for I've eight been doing years. been doing it for a while. Often. <laughs> and now, and so you do know what you want to do, but you don't know how you feel selling courses. Right. So I think the first thing you do is you sell one course and then you see how you like it. You like selling well, that was that whole point of doing yeah. it. We're like, Hey, we just need to do it so we can have one under our belt and to be able to know that we did it. Yeah. And if we want to do more, cause this is a very mini course. It's so small, which is why I don't understand why we haven't been able to push it out. Yet. I know exactly why. Well, you, remember, you remember what you were saying because we were having this conversation and I was like, let's get one out. And you know, this it's is not like couples be, therapy now. <laughs> yeah. Allison, listen, that's business therapy. I know. That's why I call it this. Yeah. On my side, I was saying, if we get it out there and then we can improve and we can pivot and we can go from there. I it's had a hard time perfect, with that because I needed it to be perfect and it needed to look good. I'm like, hey, well, no one's going to buy it if it's not good. It needs to be good or else we're not going to buy the next one. But he said, we need to just get it out there even if it's not perfect. So we have one and it's like starting to click, but it's still hard for me. So all I know, this is so annoying. This is so annoying of me, but all I hear and all I want you to hear is no one's going to like me if it's not perfect. No one's going to want me and what I have to offer if it doesn't look good. Do you see yeah. why you're not getting it done? Yeah. That's a much different problem. This is why Cody's confused because he's like, let's just get it out there. And yeah. he doesn't get what for yeah, me. Yeah, that's totally making sense now. For me and you, this exact thing has caused me so much pain. It has caused me so much suffering. And I don't want that for you. Yeah. And I don't want that for other people. And thank you so much for being so open because you're not the only one who feels this way. And you're not the only one who's not realizing you feel this way. Cause you have, you're a confident girl. You do what you want to do for eight years, built your own business. Do you know how many people talk about starting something for eight years and don't even start anything? You have an incredible degree of confidence. You have an incredible degree of drive. You have an incredible degree of charisma and talent. So you've gotten so far and in order to get farther, this is what you got to do. That's it. You've got to not make it about you. And at the end of the day, I know that's not why you want to do any of this. You're not doing it because you want to be the star of the show. And guess what? If you want to do it to be the star of the show, that's fine. Cause I do want to be the star yeah. of the show. <laughs> P.S. By the way, my name is in lights in the room we're talking in. Okay. That's absolutely fine. But at the end of the day, I like to put my name in lights because I want you to know you can put your name in lights. Yeah. And also I like putting my name in lights, yeah. period. It's really nice. This is hysterical to me. <laughs> this brings me joy. I think this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And so it's got to stop being about you and what it means about you. And it is not authentic to you to put out something crappy, but it's got to be good enough. It's not going to be crappy, but it's not going to be exactly what you want. And that's where I'm at. And then you train other people and you make more money and you bring people in and then you train them and you teach them how to do it. 
And then all of the ways you make money stop working and you have a whole team of people who know how to do exactly what you want and you don't have enough money to pay them. Uh, wait. Okay, wait, that's not what we want, Alice. And I know that's not what you want, but that's where I'm at. And then you wake up and you don't have it mean, I'm a failure, I don't know what I'm doing. You go, oh, all the ways I made money last year didn't make as much money this year, what can I do now? That's exactly what's gonna happen. And I just want you to know that's business. It's also life. That's it. That's business. You're like, I know exactly how to make money. I know exactly how to train employees. And then all of a sudden you train all these employees and your costs go up and you're like, I'm just, why am I not making any more money? Because let me tell you the real reality of a business is you make money to pay other people. And you have to ask yourself, how do I feel about that? And at the end of the day, it comes back to, I wanted to do this. This is what I want to do. So I don't mean to like shoot you down the, this is when I go into like my crypt keeper thing where I'm like 10 years down the road, Bria, right? Where, but it is, it's like, I'm just saying this now and I want you to come back and listen to this in five years and be like, oh yeah, okay. Every single person I talked to who was making millions of dollars grew the business and scaled it and then had to let people go to be profitable. Grew the business and scaled it and then had to like figure out how to adjust the team. That is literally what business is. It's not just me. It's not just you. And then that helps us take it less personal. So do you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're going to have to like do these big layoffs, right? Like we don't need to jump the gun here, but like this is business. Yeah. But we need to expand and we need to figure out how to. And the only way you're going to expand is by either over or under expanding, but you're expanding nonetheless. And you're either going to be like, oh, we need to go faster. Oh, we need to go slower. Oh, we went too fast. And now we need to scale back. And that's just what's going to happen. And I'm just telling you that now too, because none of it means you're a failure and none of it means you're not doing the work you should do because you, what you do you want to do is you want to connect with people. You want to help them feel emotion. And I think what I would focus on is I would focus on a year from now. How do you want to spend your days and make your weekly decisions planning from that place? Okay. Yeah. A year from now, how do you want to spend your days? When you think of like Bria and you think of tell the birds as like the ultimate business Is it you teaching one day, shooting one day? Like, what does it look like that way? Yeah, I want to wake up. I want to be planning this awesome shoot that I have coming up. I want to do all the fun stuff that goes into planning. Yeah. I want to go and shoot it. And then maybe a couple days later, I want to come back, edit it. I want to deliver it to people, watch them see it. Yeah. Like, I just, that's all I want to do. And then I want everything else taken care of. I want them to figure out all the people that need to be involved. I want it all to be perfectly planned. Like, you know, I want to give them the plans, but not have to plan it. Perfect. And then I want to shoot it and not have to put it out there. I want people to put it out there for me. I hate uploading to YouTube. I hate putting it on Instagram. I want people to do that for me, but I want to do it. This all goes on the list of things that other people can do. And I've always, always, always started paying people before I have enough money to pay them. That's it. I don't want to do that. <laughs> this is, here's the thing. You either have time or you have money. You never have both. You never have both. Right now, you don't have time, but you have money, right? Yeah. So you have to slow your roll and pay people. You're going to lose time. Is that getting us to our yes. goal? Yeah, because you want to grow. It's like this. Brooke Castillo shared this example, and it's the best example for planning. You want to get to the grocery store, and you're on a bike. And this is you right now. You're on your bike. 
and you don't want to get off the bike, find your car keys and get in the car. But if you drive a car to the grocery store, you're going to have to stop and get off the bike and take time now. But ultimately, you're going to get to the grocery store faster. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. You don't want to get off your bike right now. You're too busy. Yeah. I'm too busy. I probably would have gone halfway and then turned around and... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right? Gone halfway, turned around, got your keys and then sat there and thought like, but is this good enough? Like, is this car ride good enough? Is this car ride what I really want? Yeah. What does this car ride mean about me? And if I quit now, Cody's shaking his head because I'm like dead, dead correct. Yeah, I know. It's scary. It's scary. We're doing the, Brianna and I are doing the best we can. We're doing great. We're doing a great job. <laughs> and also, Bria, you get bored doing the same thing over and over again. Yes. Right? That's I why can't I, do weddings anymore. Yes. I mean, I do. Exactly. And so the Cody just swoops in and systematizes everything yeah. and he's going to make it good for you. So here's what I want you to do is identify where Bria is the bottleneck. Make that list of what can only I do? What do I want to do? And then what can only I actually do? Make that list and then make your weekly decisions and your monthly decisions based on where you want to be a year from now or where you want to be three years from now. Because that's also the issue. It's not really that you don't have time. It's that you maybe haven't planned effectively. Perfect. Yeah. You're saying yes to too many things right now. And next month where you have to, you literally just have to get in the mindset that every single thing I say yes to right now is saying no to the course. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Every single thing I say yes to right now is saying no to finding a studio space. The other thing I would do, and I think Cody's going to be good at this is your goal right now is to buy a house. Yeah. So that's your absolute goal. So do you have like a money goal for that? Yes. Perfect. So you have that money goal. You're working towards that money goal. And at the end of the day, you're always going to have to choose some projects that are more efficient use of your time and make money that maybe aren't exactly what you want to do. Yes. Because you want to house more than you just want to do exactly what you want to do. Right. So that's another thing that can be helpful is focusing on that. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like any pain points have been relieved? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Do you have any other questions for moving forward? We talked about it a little bit and I have a bunch of ideas on the the time management side, obviously. Yeah, he's going to make a system out of it. Yeah, he is. But uh, would you have any advice for... Or maybe a, a typical day or things that you do to split up your time between these are things I have to get done today versus I'm coming out the course nine months from now and I need to work on a little bit today. Does that make sense? That's a really good question. It can seem hard to manage your time doing something you've never done before because you don't know how much time it's going to take you. And what I would say to that is Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law is things will take exactly as much time as you give them. So I have thrown dance parties for hundreds and hundreds of people in six weeks. And it took me six weeks. And I have thrown dance parties with three months. And it took me three months. I have launched an online course with three months of planning. And I have launched an online course with three weeks of planning. It takes exactly as much time as I decide it's going to take or as I give it. So if you're planning on doing something nine months from now, that's awesome. You're also choosing that you're launching it nine months from now, especially you guys. You have the luxury that I do not have, which is I have to include a bunch of other people. So I was doing everything myself, more or less, and contracting people. And I just like grabbed everybody by the neck and was like, here we go along for the ride. And people just had to like keep up with me. I can't do that with a team. I have to plan it out more. That's another reason why I don't want to have people help me, but But we'll have people help me. (laughs) But do you want growth more? Yeah. 
And that's it. So I literally just put this on my phone and it's like, which do you want? The pain of staying where you are or the pain of growth? That's it. So also at the end of the day, it's just an issue of control. And it's an issue of control for you because you're making it about what it means about you as a person, which which again, it just takes one to know one. That's why I'm I'm throwing it at you, right? So back to Cody's question of the time management is I would just be really like optimistic with how long things are going to take you. Statistically, your most creative hours are in the morning. So I try to do my creative work first thing in the morning, like the work that involves the most creativity. But more than that, the thing that has helped us the most is scheduling blocks of time. From nine to 10, we're talking about Instagram strategy. And at the end of the hour, everyone will be clear on what it is they are doing rather than just we talked about it for an hour. And not only will they be clear on what they are doing, we have set a time or a deadline to talk about it again. And those are just basic like time management principles, but like that literally like is the easiest way or like the clearest thing that I have figured out is we're talking about this from nine to 10. We're not just talking about it and then like all walking away like we talked about it. That doesn't get anything done. So at 9.50, we don't have action items yet. Okay, that keeps the conversation going. We get those action items. We've been really great at giving action items. We have not said, we will talk about this again on Thursday at this time. You know what I mean? Or even setting a time on Thursday, which is Thursday is, and we just did this. Thursday is touch base day and we take half an hour and we touch base on everything quickly. And again, how did I know it takes a half an hour? Because I decided I don't want to spend more than a half an hour touching base. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's Parkinson's law. It is. And it's my favorite, favorite thing because it's so true where it's like, how long is it going to take you to get the course done? Exactly. As long as you decide it takes you. It literally could be done two weeks from now because you then have to find an editor who can work on that timeline. That's it. I try to do creative work first thing in the morning. I set a specific time for things. There's always an action item and then there's always a follow through. And if you two start doing that now, which is the two of you and scale that out with anyone you bring in, you're going to be freaking better off than like 99% of people who start building. (laughs) That would be so beautiful. It'll be good. It'll be so good. I'm so excited for you guys. You're doing a really good job. I'm really excited for your course. You're going to do really well with it and it's going to be really great. And if it doesn't go how you want it to go, that's great too because like Cody said, then you pivot and you decide what you want to do from there. But what I would do, Bria, if I were you, is I would focus on all of the parts of creating a course that you just love and make you happy and light you up and focus on those. I also get really excited when it's time to sell a course because I like thinking of the marketing materials. So maybe you, does that sound exciting to you? So maybe just have Cody, just have Bria start working on the marketing materials. And Instagram posts that we're going to yeah. do for... Get it all scheduled. Yeah. I would put a date. Set a date for when it's launching and work backward from the date. September 1st. September 1st. Okay. <laughs> so make sure you follow Tell the Birds on Instagram because you need to go hold them accountable Yikes. and see when this course is up <laughs> and then you can go buy the course. Yes. Okay. I'm really excited. Thank you guys. Thank you so much.
okay, wasn't that just a good time? So much good stuff in there. And there were a lot of questions inside the conversation already that you might have taken notes on. And I will link those in the show notes as well. But on top of all of that, we're also now going to give you your three business therapy questions to ask yourself to help you make this all apply exactly to you in the way that you need it to be able to level up and work through whatever pain point you're working on right now. Number one, what is the minimum viable product version of your goal? What immediate action can you take to get there? So Bria mentioned that they wanted to have a studio that they could rent out. And that's a bigger goal. That's a longer term goal. So what would that look like right now? What's the minimum viable product version? So we all have the big goal, the end goal, the lofty goal. And sometimes we sabotage ourselves into not taking any action at all because unless we're at a place where we can make it look exactly like we want it to and in the circumstances that we want it to be in, we don't want to do anything at all. And that tricks us into not taking any action. So instead of reframing it into what's the version of that goal that's accessible right now and what immediate action can you take to get there right now and kind of allowing yourself to create some before that big end game so that you can take action now. Number two, where is the bottleneck? Where are you getting stuck? What is stopping your progress? Allison and Bria talked a lot about being the bottleneck and being able to identify that and then create systems and solutions to alleviate that. So where is your bottleneck? It might not be you, it might be a system, it might be someone on your team, it might be a circumstance, but identifying that thing that is kind of halting the progress and the work so that you can create solutions and systems around that. Number three, What is something you do that is almost effortless for you, but taxing for other people? This was really important when deciding what to let go of and what you can let go of. In order to be scalable and grow things the way you want to, you are going to have to let go of some things, but identifying which things those are can really be rooted in what is the thing that you do best? What is effortless for you that is actually taxing and challenging for other people? Okay, guys, I hope you'll take time to sort of journal through those questions and really make them fit for you so that you can get the very most out of this episode. We love seeing you guys sharing what you're learning and what you're loving from this podcast. Please remember to tag Allison's Brand School so that we can see them and share them and keep on growing together. Now, you know the drill. Everyone say it with me. Like Allison always says, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. Mr. Eric Robertson wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code Business Therapy. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune.